you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. Say the blood. Say the blood. The whole of creation has its foundation in the blood of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the lamb that was slain from when? When was Jesus slain? From the foundation of the earth. So when the foundation of the earth was being made, Jesus was slain. The blood of Jesus was what it was laying on. When God was laying foundation of the earth, he laid it on blood of Jesus. The slaying was done at the foundation time. Blood is the only thing, sacrifice, let me say like that, is the only thing that activates altars. It is blood that makes the altar an altar. The altar is not an altar because we call it an altar. The altar is an altar because there's blood flowing on it. Is that okay? It is the blood that gives an altar a voice. And Christians, the altar of God has the highest voice in the universe because it is backed by the blood of Jesus. No altar is active unless blood flows on it. Both the priesthood of God and enchanters and sorcerers, they use blood to back up their voice. So anywhere you see blood flowing, there's an altar there. Anywhere you see blood flowing, there's what? An altar there. A covenant is not made. A covenant is cut. A covenant is done what? You don't say I'm making a covenant. You say I am cutting a covenant. Because by necessity, there must be flow of blood.
It is blood that summons spirits. It is blood that does what? Summons spirits. Wicked people know this. It is only Christians who are not aware. It is blood that does what? Summons spirits. You cannot summon a spirit without spirits smell blood. And they congregate around that blood. Am I talking? This is because spirits live in blood. Where do they live? In blood. Your life. Where is your life? Your life is not in your head, in your brain. Eh? Your life is not in your brain. Where is the life? It's in the blood. The Bible says the life of a creature is in the blood. And I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. So any Christianity that has no blood is powerless Christianity. It is the blood of Jesus that releases spiritual power. There's a place you reach in God where your voice cannot be heard. It is the voice of blood that is heard. In the courts of heaven, people are not talking. It is blood that is talking. Okay. The Bible says we have come to Mount Zion. Where have we come? Okay, I'll do only 30 minutes. Because we have done this other way around. It's already two. I know you're tired. You're hungry. I'll continue. We have come where? First of all, it doesn't say we are going to Mount Zion. We have already come. It's past tense. Is that okay? We have come to Mount Zion. So where is Mount Zion? To the heavenly? Okay, let's read it together. One, two, three. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. One, two, three. Uh-huh. 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 So, you have come to the General Assembly. Where have you had the word General Assembly before? It's Parliament, eh? What happens in a general assembly? Laws are made. Is that okay? But members of this general assembly are not registered here. Where are they registered? In heaven. So this is part of the general assembly. If you come to church here, you are registered. You know the way members of parliament are registered? They are not called by their name. When the speaker calls, what does he call? Member of parliament for? 
Kapenguria, member of parliament for Old Donald Book. It means you don't matter as a person. It is the, what you are representing. Is that okay? So in heaven, you are registered as a member here. The Bible says to the church of the firstborn. Is that okay? But the church of the firstborn is many parts. It's a body. Is that okay? It's what? A body. It means in heaven, maybe you are registered as a nose. Or part of the body. You are registered as an ear. You are registered as an eye. You, there's a registration of which part you are. Is that okay? The Bible says, The Lord added daily to them those such, such, as, the, uh, those such as should be saved. So it is the Lord that adds you. Is that okay? It is the Lord that added you here. So you cannot wake up and say, I am offended. I am leaving. You didn't bring yourself. You need to go and ask the one who brought you. Is it time to leave? Is that okay? How could you later? Will you let you? Acts chapter 2 verse 47 says, Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Who added them? Who added them? So the Lord took, the, the Lord is the one creating his body. So he took some, he added to the buttocks. He took some, he added to the feet. He took some, he added as hair. He took some, he added as molar teeth. Am I talking? So you cannot wake up one day because somebody sat on your chair and you have got feelings. Now you are removing yourself. Anyway, this is just an aside. So we have come to the church of the firstborn. Registered where? In heaven. There's a register being ticked. Kuna mtu anaangalia let come. Kuna mtu anaangalia nini? Anamark register. So there are people who are here but they are registered somewhere else. You should ask God where are you registered? Is that okay? That's why when you come here, you report. So we accept you as part of us. Alafu unawekwa kwa register ya uko. Misawa. Otherwise you can be here and your blessings are being taken to a different address. Wakiangalia address yako, wanaona address yako iko. Kawangware, angel goes there. They don't find you. You are here saying, I receive. Some people are here and <laughs> you must be part of the body. Say, I, I want to be registered here. In the name of Jesus. So we have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. Verse 24. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And to what? What is it doing? So it means all these people are shut up. The only thing that is talking there is what? The blood. So in the court of heaven, the voice that is heard is the voice of the blood. The voice of the blood. 
So when you want to speak, you must speak through that blood. So here. To understand. Any altar is not active unless there's a sacrifice on it. And the altar of Jesus Christ has the sacrifice of Jesus. You know somebody says, what? Okay, Jesus sacrificed for us. Why do we have to sacrifice? The Bible says, because of the sacrifice of Jesus, now we have opportunity. As priests, we also come to offer spiritual sacrifices. First Peter chapter 2 verse 5. He has made us into lively stones. We are part of the temple. He sacrificed so that we get, we have capacity now. We have um, ability. We have the right to sacrifice. Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up as spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through who? Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ made his own ultimate sacrifice that we, through him, can also bring now our sacrifice. Without him, you couldn't bring anything because God would not accept it. Do you understand? But the fact that he sacrificed doesn't mean now you go to sleep and say, Jesus sacrificed, it is enough. <laughs> he sacrificed so that you can enter and begin yours. Say so here. You know, there are people who teach, oh, Jesus sacrificed for us, so we cannot do anything. No. No. You can do yours, but you do it through Jesus. You do it through who? Jesus. It is only salvation that is free in the kingdom of God. Every other thing requires, it's on merit, requires faith. You must contend for it. It is only salvation that you get free. You say, I am born again, and it can bah. Every other thing is warfare. You must stretch your faith and get it by force. Say so here. It is Jesus won for it. He won it for you free. But it will take your faith to get it. Because there's a force that resists you that you must also resist. Say so here. Jesus, Peter said, resist the devil. And what will happen? What will happen? He was talking to Christians. He said, you must do what? Resist the devil. So it means, between you and what Jesus gave you, there's a devil that you, might over, you must overcome to get what Jesus got for you. Otherwise, you will live life throughout the whole life not experiencing the fullness that God intended for you to experience. And you'll go to heaven and look at the plan that God had for you and the life that you lived and you'll start asking for round two. You ask God to give you another chance. Because you see how you gave yourself a road deal in this life. Because you didn't contend for that which is yours. So the blood speaks. Behind every blessing is a prophecy through an altar. Behind every curse is an enchantment through an altar. Behind every blessing is a prophecy or is a promise through an altar. Behind every curse is an enchantment through an altar.
There's a man in the Bible called Balaam, Balak. He hired as an, a prophet called Balaam to curse Israel. Are you awake? It's not so hot today. You can survive another 15 minutes. Is that okay? This man hired a prophet who was for sale, a diviner, to curse the children of Israel. Why did he want to curse the children of Israel? Because he, was, he wanted to go to war against them and he wanted a, the curse to make them weak so that they can be defeated. This is what a curse does. It makes you weak. It makes your enemy defeat you in battle. Is that okay? There's a day of battle coming for everybody. You cannot live the Christian life. I will not cheat you. You will not live the Christian life and not find battle. If you're living an authentic Christian life, the devil will attack you. Is that okay? You'll be attacked. Battle will come. But you must have strength. The Bible says if you fail in the day of adversity, then your strength is weak. So a curse makes your strength to be weak so that in the day of adversity you fold quickly, you fail. Hey, I've given up. A blessing empowers you so that in the day of adversity you have strength and you overcome. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 10 says if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is small. Christianity is warfare. Say Christianity is warfare. The moment you get born again, you have declared war. You have declared, I am not of this world. So everything of this world begins to fight you. Like this kind of preaching. <laughs> you should expect this. In fact, the Bible does not only accept, uh, uh, admonish to expect it. The Bible says you must rejoice in it. It says rejoice when they persecute you. And when they falsely accuse you. Am I talking? Rejoice that you are found worthy to be done this, to be persecuted. It means you are touching somewhere. Somebody is not happy. But the Bible says you must be very careful when everybody is praising you. This is the classic mark of false prophets. It says when everybody is happy with you, be very careful. Because that is the same way they treated the false prophets. So a lot of Christians think false prophets is when everybody talks against you. That's not true. False prophets actually when everybody is clapping for you and declare this is a man of God. Everybody is welcoming you. You should be very careful. Say in all these things, nobody is against me then it means that there's either I'm walking the same direction with the devil it's a blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake that for my sake is very important not that because you are guilty 
It must be for his sake. You see, and we bear and say, now they're accusing me, I'm rejoicing. No, umeiba. Is that okay? It must be for his sake. Not because of your own guilt. Don't twist the word of God. So Balaam, before he cast Israel, he went to the mountain and looked and said, build for me altars. I want to release a curse. Build for me altars. He built seven altars. Then he went and looked again and said, these altars have no voice. He said, bring seven rams. I need blood. I need what? Blood. I need blood. Then Balaam said to Balak, build seven altars for me here and prepare for me here seven bulls and seven rams. Why? I need blood. Before I release a voice, this altar must have a voice and that voice must be produced by blood. But the Bible says, when he looked at Israel, he found Israel was in formation. Say formation. He said, each one of them was at their own rank. Each one of them was inside the tent. Each of them was inside the covering. And the ark of the covenant was in the middle. And every time he releases a curse, the curse was bouncing. He releases a curse, the curse was turning into a blessing. He releases a curse, the curse was turning into a blessing. Why? They were all in their formation. Everybody was in their rank. So there was no way the curse could penetrate through. Because there was no disagreement. There was no disunity. There was no competition. There was no undermining. There was no rumamongering. They were all in one accord, all of them undercovering with the Ark of the Covenant in the middle. Nobody could cast them. So there's a formation of God that God gives his body that can withstand the curse. So Balaam looked at the Israels where they were in their camps, and all of them were dwelling in their tents. And all of them were according to their ranks. Can you give me that scripture? And they couldn't cast them. Because Israel was also standing upon an altar. Prepared with the Ark of the Covenant. This is not the script I'm looking for. It says all of them were dwelling together in their formation, in their ranks, in their camp. So if all of us here dwell together in our ranks, Everybody is doing their bit. Everybody is serving one vision. The Bible says there the Lord will command the blessing. It means no curse can be able to come there. It says, behold how good and how beautiful when brethren, it is when brethren dwell in harmony. It says it's like the dew 
It's like the anointing oil coming on the head of Aaron to his beard, to his cuts. And says, and there, the Lord commands the blessing. The thing that cuts short that blessing is when brother starts to fight against brother. Sister starts to fight against this. Personal ambition starts to take precedence. People start seeing this and that. Then disunity arises. Then now the hedge has been broken and the curse can come through. Banange. The Bible says, Balaam looked down on them, and they were all in their camps, and they were, should I look for this thing myself? Huh? Numbers? 24-2. My people are falling asleep at the back there. They should take some glucose. They're here. So the blood of the altar is the voice of the altar. Uh-huh. And Balaam raised his eyes and saw Israel encamped according to their tribes. And the Spirit of God came upon him. So instead of cursing, the Spirit of God forced him to bless them because the curse could not land. No curse shall land on you. As you're staying in your rank, no curse shall land on you. In the precious name of Jesus. You're only allowed to be blessed, not to be cursed. In the precious name of Jesus. The Bible says, there are three things that are witnesses in heaven. And there are three that are witnesses on the earth. And these three agree in one. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. First John chapter 5 verse 7. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. We see this in the baptism of Jesus. Eh? The Father spoke, the Word, who was Jesus, and the Spirit came upon him. All these three always agree in one. They bear witness in heaven. Is that okay? But the Bible says there are three also that bear witness on the earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. The spirit we know, the Bible says expressly, the spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are sons of God. You know that? So the first witness you have is the spirit of God. The spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit that you are born again. If you are born again, you know. Why? The Holy Spirit will witness to you. You are a child of God. Say here. Say here. I will talk more about the water. When people say blood is thicker than water. We normally take the opposite meaning. We think, if I'm blood relations with you, I am closer to you than, I don't know what they say, water means. But this saying, <laughs> this saying 
means blood is thicker than um, bath water. It means if I'm in covenant with you through blood, I am more of your brother than the one who came from the same womb with you. So blood is thicker than water means the blood of the covenant is thicker than the bath water. So if we had the same water from the same womb and somebody in covenant, I'm closer to the person of the covenant than the person I'm born with. That's what that means. So water is a witness, but I don't want to talk about water today. I want to talk about blood. Blood can be called to witness. It means blood can testify. We have seen in the courts of heaven, the only thing that is talking is what? So blood can testify. Number one. Blood can testify of your identity. Natural and spiritual. Blood can testify of your identity, natural and spirit. If they want information about you, what do they do? Huh? Where do they find DNA? In the blood. The blood has your full identity. So the blood can testify of who you are. Whether you are of this home or not. Why? Because the blood comes from the father. The blood of a baby scientifically never mixes with the blood of the mother. Is that okay? The blood of a baby never mixes? Good evening. By scientific proof, when a lady is expectant, there is no situation where her blood and the blood of that baby mixes. So the blood of the baby always comes from the father. I, I think I should not be traveling too much. I should not be coming in the morning. Lift your hand like this. I'm finishing this teaching 15. I, I won't go too deep, so please. When, when will he anoint us? He's... Uh, just talking and talking. In science, when a woman is expectant, the blood of that baby comes from? And the, God created the womb like this because of Jesus. So that Jesus, the blood of Jesus would never mix with the blood of Mary. Because Mary was sinful. And Jesus needed blood that has no sin. Is that Okay. So the blood that was flowing in Jesus came directly from God. So God created the woman in such a way that the blood of the womb, in the blood of the baby, the womb never mixes with the blood of the person. So that the blood inside the baby is always from the father. So if you want to know the lineage of anybody, that information is where? In the blood. The blood testifies of my identity. Who am I? 
who am I? If really I need to know who am I, they must bring the blood to testify. They must bring the blood to testify. The blood is a witness of my identity. Number two, the blood is a witness. The blood carries information about the, uh, of the lineage. The blood is a witness of the lineage. Demons follow blood. I've taught you here something called totem, eh? Say totem. Say totem. Totem is family tree. Family tree. The family tree. So there are demons that follow the family tree. And there are things that affect you because you have the blood of that family. Demons smell blood. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling like I'm getting a breakthrough. Demons smell what? So they follow you based on what? So they, when they're in the spirit, they check blood network because blood is spiritual. Blood releases spiritual power. Is that okay? Blood releases what? Spiritual power. If you go to a sorcerer, they will require blood to remove, to release spiritual power, to move your condition. Okay. Every natural condition has a spiritual backing. Every natural condition has what? A spiritual backing. And it requires spiritual force to change the condition. Whether the force is from the Holy Spirit or from an evil spirit. But it requires a spiritual force to change the condition. Am I talking? So when you go to a witch doctor, he will check the condition. And if the condition is small, small, he will say bring chicken, three. And let's cut a chicken because this is a small condition. The blood of a chicken can handle it. Is that okay? If the condition is big, I say this requires a goat. You bring a goat. You, you need a higher animal to release a higher power. Is that okay? If your own is very tough, you say bring two bulls. Because this one has been in your family for 15 years. Later bulls? Billy. Yeah, we have to slaughter two bulls. If the situation is impossible, they need the blood of a human being because that's the highest being. Sometimes just of a human being does not suffice. They need the blood of a virgin. You want a political post. You want to be a president. You want to be... The, the, this one, a bull cannot do it. You must go and bring a virgin. You must slaughter a virgin. Or a small baby. Not defiled by anything. Okay. This is why during political seasons, people begin to die. Have you noticed? There are gangs that go around... Sometimes one person is not enough. You say, for you to get this post, you need the blood of 15 people. So the witch doctor will gauge how much force is required to move this thing, to place you on this throne. Said, okay, for you to sit on this throne, we need the blood of 30 people. So how will you kill 30 people? You hire a gang. Is that okay? They go around walking at night. If they find someone, they slaughter. 15 people were killed yesterday. They kill two today, three tomorrow. Wait until you get your number, required number. Then you come and say, I have accomplished. 30 people are dead. Now release the force. Am I talking? Even Christianity thrives on the blood. And Christianity is the most powerful 
spiritual force because the blood in the Christianity is the blood of a sinless man. It's the blood of God. So it produces the highest force ever in the universe. So here. But you must know how to trigger that altar and release that force. Otherwise, you remain helpless to other forces. Because whether you believe, you like, you don't like, there are forces claiming you by reason of your blood. Because your blood has certain um, networks. You didn't appear from heaven. Somebody born you. Is that okay? Somebody birthed you. And the one who birthed you has a network. You are connected to them. And the one who birthed them has a network. And this network follows each other. And the demons can follow. Shoo, 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 shoo. That's why it says in the book of Ezekiel, when you are born, you are not salted with salt. Neither was your umbilical cord cut. So you are still connected to those things. So those things are affecting you. When it comes to matters of destiny, blood must be deployed. It is not a matter of innumerable patri, oh, eh, the Lord be with you. Blood must be deployed. Because destiny is affecting you, is in your blood. If it becomes a matter of blood, you answer blood battle by blood. Blood battle doesn't answer to just prayer. Amen. You, you are praying. Jesus died for me. Eh. 25 years down the line. It is, it is by grace. It is not by works. It is a... <laughs> then you get frustrated with God. Then you say that ah, this thing doesn't work. It's a scam. Then you go into alcohol. We see you. You are with that. 30 years down the line, you are in your village. Told you the story of that man. He used to live somewhere. Even us, we have ideas. It is just capital, capital. We just don't have capital. Ideas are there. Capital, capital. The man retired. His pension he took. He married two wives. He's waiting for what? Capital. Capital. I looked at him. I want to tell him, man of God, you are sleeping with your capital. You married it. Anyway. When it comes to matters of destiny, you cannot joke. Am I talking? You answer blood with blood. The devil is not fair. If you don't answer him, he will affect you, whether you're Christian or not. Do you know that? He's not afraid of the fact that you're Christian. He's afraid of the fact that you know the truth. They're here. There are many Christians who don't know the truth. They are oppressed, oppressed, compressed, depressed. Next week, we are breaking generational curses. We must break. So that people can go free. Am I talking? Let me tell you something. Lot. You know Lot? The Bible says Lot was blessed because of Abraham. He was with Abraham. That's why he was blessed. 
And then the Bible says the servant, the Bible said, Lot also, who was with him, was rich in cattle. And what? He was rich in cattle because he was with Abraham. Say so here. Then the Bible said there arose a quarrel between the servants of Abraham and the servants of Lot. The quarrel was not between Abraham and Lot. It was between the servants of Abraham and the servants of Lot. And then Lot. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. Then Lord said, let us not have this quarrel. Choose a place that I choose and we part ways. God had an assignment for Lot. That's why he gave Lot to Abraham. Am I talking? But when it came the time of Lot's testing, this was a test for Lot. This same test, Elisha faced it. When, when, God was, when God is about to bless you, especially in ministry, you'll be tested. You'll be offered opportunity to disappear, to leave. Do you know that? When God is about to bless you in ministry, there'll be opportunity on the table for you to, to take your blessing, the one you have got already, and leave. To take your small, small ministry, go with it. That's, that you, you must know that your rising is about. Am I talking? So Abraham presented Lot with this. The same way Elijah presented Elisha. Elisha said, as you live, as the Lord li I will not leave you. Abraham said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me, between my head and me, for we are brethren. Verse 9. Is it not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Next verse. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan. This way he made a mistake. Say here. Say here. God had designed that Lot be part of the genealogy of Jesus. So God, I'll be talking about this next week. So God had to correct this. And God corrected. Lot was the father of Moab. You know that? Lot became the father of who? Moab. Down the line, we see the same test in the book of Ruth. The Bible says Ruth was a Moabite. Ruth was a descendant of Lot. So God presented another opportunity for this thing to be, uh, to be corrected. Between Ruth and Naomi. Naomi said the exact same thing. Please now leave me. Another test was presented. Ruth and a lady called Opa. There was a test. I said, okay, come, I release you. Where I'm going, I do not have sons. I don't have anything. The situation is hard. We are quarreling. Come, I release you. Opa behaved like... Uh, the wife of Lot, even Lot, and looked back. You see, the things were hanging in the line, in the, in the destinies were hanging in the balance. If Orpa, because she was asked first, right now we'd not be having the book of Ruth. We'd be having the book of Orpa. 
But she went back. They were both Moabites. They were both descendants of Lot. They both had opportunity to correct the error of their father. So here. So here. The Bible says, but truth clung to her the same way Elisha did. And that's why you find truth fulfilling the assignment that Lot was supposed to fulfill. Because Ruth is the one that married a gentleman called who? Boaz. Boaz gave birth to who? Obed. Obed gave birth to who? To Jesse. Jesse gave birth to who? To David. David gave birth to who? To Jesus. If both of them had left, we must break the errors that made our fathers fall. We must break the barriers that our mothers couldn't cross. That curse must stop with us. And that happens through the blood. Say through the blood. Say through the blood. Say through the blood. If it is a battle of the blood, it must be answered by blood. Must be answered by blood. Blood is evidence. Number, I want to close. Blood is evidence. Blood can be presented as evidence. The Bible says, the brothers of Joseph, they brought the coat and presented the blood to Jacob. To show that Joseph had died. Blood is always evidence of death. And when death has occurred, death cannot occur a second time. When the blood was put on the door, the lentils, the destroying angel could not destroy because there's already evidence of what? Of death. That is how the blood protects you. Because the blood is already evidence that you have already died. You cannot die twice for the same offense. It's called double jeopardy. The wages of sin is what? Okay. The wages of sin is what? If you have been to jail and you have served your time, nobody has the power again to put you back in that jail. Am I talking? If you are given five years, at the end of five years, you can walk, nobody can ask you. You walk out with all boldness because you have served your time. Blood is the evidence that you have already been killed for your sin. Say, I cannot die a second time. I already died. I already died. The blood of Jesus Christ is testifying that I died for my sins. The Bible says we count that if one died, then all died. This is called the principle of identification. You identify with what Jesus did. It's counted in your account. So there's no sin, past, present, or future, that you have not already paid for. God is not forgiving your sin now. God forgave your sin when Jesus died. Is that okay? It is you who is 
receiving the forgiveness now, but the forgiveness is available. Am I talking? Just like God is not healing you now. Am I talking to somebody else? God, if it is your will to heal this one, please heal them. Listen, this is a stupid prayer. Because God is not healing you now, your healing was already accomplished. You're just taking it. Do you know the way I pray for the sick? Even somebody, who I am, I say, out. Why? Because there's no question. It's not a question of is God wanting to do this or not. God already did it. God put it in store. It is for me to take and give it to this person because they can't take it for themselves now. Their faith is too small. They are here. They are here. So the blood of Jesus Christ is the evidence that you died. You paid for every sin. Uh, Say so the blood of Jesus is testifying that I already died for my sin. Now, God doesn't forgive sins in installments. God forgive. Full stop. In fact, the actual word is not forgiveness of sins, it's remission of sin. Say remission. Say remission. So God is not really forgiving sin, he's removing it. Remission means removal. Is that okay? You know, to forgive sin means to not, not care about it even though it's still there. No. God is taking it and removing it and putting it to the sea of forgetfulness. There's a man of God, I had him testifying. He went to God and he was repenting. Oh Lord, forgive me. I've sinned. What did God said? I don't remember. But God, God said, I don't remember. And God actually doesn't. It's you who remembers. The remembrance is with you. It's not with God. The Bible says, according to God, their sins will I remember no more. So the blood testifies that God is no longer remembering your sin. Listen, if you are in Christ, God sees you through the blood of Jesus. Am I talking? In fact, God does not see you. When God is looking from heaven, whom does he see? Jesus. He doesn't see you. You are in Christ. Okay. How do I... Inside this speaker, there are wires. Is that okay? Inside this microphone. Kuna to wire to wire. Is that okay? Are you seeing them? No. They are in the microphone. You see the microphone. You are in Christ. Where when you to wire to wire inside him? Is that okay? So when God is looking at you, God is seeing Jesus. The Bible says it is Jesus who appears before the Father for us. So when you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in heaven, it is not your face. It is not. It is the face of who? Jesus. He's the one who appears before the Father for you. He does the work of a lawyer. In court, do you know in court you don't talk? Okay. When you go to court, you are the one who is being judged, but you don't? You don't talk. Why? Because you don't have the intimate knowledge of law. 
ukiongea utajifunga utaulizwa uli eh hey, are you the one who stole that to say yes and you go inside so you need somebody who knows the law and who knows how to get you out to talk there now that person who is talking for you legal term it says they are appearing what are they doing appearing to appear doesn't mean to come out of uh, nowhere and say hey ja have appeared no this is not appearing people think jesus appears like this did they suddenly the father there's space that shoop, have appeared because of the word appear it confuses people no to appear means to stand in for someone in a legal position is that okay to stand in for someone in a legal position so jesus appears for christ hebrews chapter 9 verse 24 for christ has not entered the holy places made with hands which are copies of the true but into heaven itself now to do what to appear in the presence of god for us why does he appear in the presence of god okay why why does he appear in the presence of god for us he appears for who so it means when you are in the court of heaven and your the blood is talking it is christ who appears there and says my name is pfa i have come to ask for something i need space to be created in an airplane and it must be created within the next 30 minutes why jesus has appeared he'll appear for you today now i have a question can you imagine a scenario where jesus has appeared before the father and the father said no i don't think you deserve it yeah can you think of such a scenario where jesus has appeared before the father and is asking for something and the father said hmm unless you do 12 press ups you don't deserve this thing no say the blood say the blood say the blood say the blood the blood is also the gate man who grants us access the blood is the gate man that grants us access to the throne of god there's a gate man at the throne of god it's called the blood so when you are going to god you go through the blood you have access to the father through the blood of jesus so if the, okay let me explain it this way why do you need access because the gate will resist you the bible says open lift your lift up your head all ye gates and let the everlasting king in the gate will answer you and say who is the lord the gates always resist. The Bible says the whole world lies under the control of the evil one. Hello, am I talking? So the gates will resist, will answer back. You need validation why you must be given access and the key to that access is the blood of Jesus. If the gates answered Jesus, they will answer you. I open the gates of this city for you. As I open the gates of this city for you. Through the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Through the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let every voice of every gate be shut by the voice of the blood. 
in the precious name of Jesus. For any facet of life, there's a gate through which to pass. Is that okay? When you are accepted in the spirit, the natural must follow suit. Lift up your hand. Say, Nairobi, Nairobi. accept me in by the blood of Jesus. Say, Nairobi, accept me in by the blood of Jesus. Do you know you can be in this city and not in this city? Ah, you could have lived here for 10 years, but spiritually you are out. Nothing works for you. Ah, the fact you live here doesn't mean you are here. You must enter the city spiritually. Ah. The same way you are here physically, you must enter spiritually. The spiritual doors of the city must open for you and you must enter in. Now I give you access by the blood of Jesus. I give you access by the blood of Jesus. After this place you are in, after this service you are inside, you will enter the bedroom of the city. You will enter where they keep money. You will unlock where they keep money. You will take some for yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The fact you live here doesn't mean spiritually you are here. By the way, where you are spiritually, you will know because it will come to you in a dream. Once in a while, the devil will show you where you are spiritually. Papa, I dreamt I was in primary school. In, eh, you live in Nairobi. It means in the spirit, you are not here. You are in Kanyakine DEB Primary School. That is where you are located, dwelling. Spiritually, there are a lot of people who are not in 2022. Chronologically, they have moved. But spiritually, they are still in secondary school. They, when you close your eyes, you will know where you are. You left 10 years, but spiritually you remained there. You made a covenant. That covenant is still holding you. The covenant they put in campus is still calling them. Up to now. I told you, everywhere where blood is flowing, it's an altar. Ah, everywhere where blood flows, there are people who activate altars every month. Okay. The disciples of Jesus went to him and said, why do you speak in parables all the time? Tell us plainly if you are the Messiah. <laughs> So there are altars that were activated in campuses that are still tying down people. So you left, but you're still in 1992. Uh, Am I talking? Because you never disconnected yourself from those altars. 
So every time you want to arise, you get a dream. Because those altars come up and say, you have not consulted us. We have not given permission for you to handle this level of money. You have not given the price to handle this level of money. So blood gives you access to places, to levels, and in God. To places, to levels, and in God. The blood will give you access. The blood also gives you access to activities. There are people that cannot build because of some altars have refused. something. One altar refused. I free you today. That's why next week you must break these things. Eh? You must do what? Break these things. You see a family of seven beautiful ladies. And nobody sees them. Now I'm a soma. And they're cute. They're even doing videos. Facebook everywhere. TikTok. Some, some sister, one of my daughters wrote to me, Papa, I'm 42. Nobody's even saying hello. Say something, something wrong. This is a beautiful girl. 42 years. People are not seeing. It means spiritually there's a pro. There's a problem. I'm a wake up perfume. She smells good. Huh? America lashes. She has done all she knows to do. I'm a bigger picture. I can look at a scripture which has no relation to the. I'm a fan of marketing. It's true. The auntie advised her. Where when you feel you may just up as in your Facebook. Watch out to configure Visha. What to our Visha. People like, 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 but nobody's buying. Because something is standing. Aliweka covenant. In a spirit world. Kuna spirit mbilis in a claim. Aloeka covenant alingia. Amen. Alafu wakapoteza 15 years in one church where they were reading hymns. They were doing what? Nobody told her break this thing. Just wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. It's as if it's the Lord coming to Maria. We must break this thing in Jesus' name. We must break this thing in Jesus' name. At least do something. I open your life in the name of Jesus. I want more weddings in this church. So I call men here. I call women here. I bring them to the altar to be married. In Jesus' name. The Bible says in the last days, one of the good characteristics of the last days is what? They'll be marrying and giving in. The Bible says so. Are we in the last days? Yes. I want to see marrying and giving in marriage. Yes. We must see it. We are in the last days now. 
Ah, the Bible says in the days, the, the last days before the coming of the Son of Man, what shall they be doing? Marrying and giving in? Uh-huh. Are we in the last days? You are giving in marriage. You are being married. This is a good scripture to hold on to. And Amungu, you say this is the last days. And we shall marry and give in? Uh-huh. My own turn has come. Rapture will not find you single. Ah. There's no marriage in heaven. Ukikosa hapa ni hivyo. Ah, kwani unafikiria? Hii swali liulizwa Yesu. Who will they whose wife will they be in heaven? Man married, married one man married seven women. Is that true? Akaulizwa, huko binguni nani atakuwa wake? You don't know the scripture. In heaven, watu wanakaa tu kama watakatifu. Hii mambo hakuna. So if you want an enjoyment, it must be done here. <laughs> you will not miss your own portion. In Jesus' name. 